Well, hello there. How are you today? I hope you're well. My name is Kevin, and, and this is the My Independence Report. And I'm treating this a little bit differently because I'm learning as I go through these podcasts. First of all, I've got over 50 podcasts up now, and I'm really gratified with the response that we are getting for the number of people that are listening to them. The number one of them is the guided meditation. So I hope that you'll go to the guided meditation. It, it really is. He does a terrific job of putting that together. But the, what I was thinking about was that uh, recently I went to a hypnotherapist. Her name is Melody, Melody Lytton. And as a matter of fact, she has an interview and a podcast up on the site. And uh, she put me under hypnosis. And the uh, during the session which one of these days I'll get it out and read it to you. But uh, during the session, my guides and the people on the other side who were looking out after me made it very clear that I had delusions of grandeur about talking to thousands and thousands of people. And it dawned on me. And then, and then they said, you know, it's just one person at a time, just one individual at a time, and you can make a tremendous difference in that individual's life. And so I got to thinking, you know, this podcast business is not only uh, a way to reach the world. Uh, so far, we've been downloaded by uh, people in 45 states and about 25 countries around the world, obviously. And But it's an individual thing. An individual will click on the podcast, click on the episode, and then we'll download the episode and listen to it. Just me and you. It's just me and you talking. And a lot of the uh, um, the work that I do on the radio show that I had, which was Positive Talk and also Spirit Talk and others, that was to the masses. That was designed to be for a lot of folks. And what I really should do is to change the method and make it much more of an individual thing because everybody listens individually. You click on it and you listen to it. It's very rare that you will uh, click on it and then a room full of people will listen to it. By and large, it's a activity that you do by yourself, mostly, well, generally while you're working or driving or, or doing some other activity. And so I just wanted to say thank you and that... This conversation is between you and me, and uh, I look forward to sharing much more with you in the coming weeks and months. Now, what I'm going to show, or give to you today, and uh, this is what I also like about it, is that it is in, inexpensive enough that I can do this and give it to you for free and uh, not have to worry about charging you or, or, or running out of money. See, when I was doing the radio show, that cost me $2,000 a week to do. This costs virtually nothing. So I'm able to do this just and, and for my enjoyment and also to provide you with some great information. One of these is uh, Victoria Lynn. She is an author, and she wrote the book back in 2003 called Dear Sister Once Abused. Um, I ran across that today, and I thought that that interview, and I thought that it was really was, first of all, it's a great interview, and secondly, in this day and age with uh, the Me Too movement and the understanding that sexual abuse, when it happens, especially at an early age, can be life-changing, life-altering, 
and can really cause people pain throughout their life. In fact, Victoria Lynn did not even remember that she had been abused until she was 42 years of age. It affected her entire life and and um, all the way through her teenage years, how she looked at men, and as you'll see in the uh, in this interview. But also, she gives steps to healing, steps to get away from the pain, and to put it behind her. And this remarkable book brings hope and understanding to all of its readers, a powerful resource for adults who have experienced childhood sexual abuse, and for their families and friends, as well as for therapists and clergy to also read. Insight that will expand beyond sympathy to understanding, treatment, and recovery possibilities. Drawing on a nursing background in service training, one-on-one patient sessions and professional workshops, Lynn describes her own experience as a CSA survivor, and with the resulting psychotherapy and various treatment methods that have that will lead others to their place of acceptance and healing. It's a, it's a great interview, and I hope you'll listen to the entire thing. When with that, let's just get right into it. And by the way, thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Have a great day, and enjoy this interview that I conducted with Victoria Land. Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. Today, we have, for our next segment, hey, a beautiful young lady. Her name is Victoria Lynn. And Victoria Lynn has written a book about a subject that we don't like to talk about or haven't liked to talk about in our society a whole lot. And it's uh, recovery from childhood sexual abuse. And we are going to talk about that for the next half hour. So if you would like to talk to Victoria Lynn in person, you can do that by calling 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. Victoria, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. Good. What motivated you to write the book? It wasn't my idea. It came to me after my own recovery and several years of therapy that I should write this book to help others. And I rebelled for many years and finally decided I was going to do this. Good for you. my story has a message, and it has helped others. Let's, let's go down that road a little bit. First of all, I want to make sure that we get this out early and often. The, the title of the book is Dear Sister Once Abused, a story of hope and freedom from the bondage of childhood sexual abuse. And uh, tell us your story. Well, when I've been a psychiatric nurse for many years, helping families and people who have suffered with post-traumatic stress syndrome as a result of abuse as a child, not knowing that it was my own history. When I was 42, it came back to me in a startling, horrid flashback. And the psychiatric nurse in me said, this sounds like a little girl screaming. And because of that, I knew which direction to reach and was able to receive the finest therapy and care and support of others. I did my research and found out that I was truly abused as a little three-year-old, and that little three-year-old had finally come forward and screamed and told her secret. 
That's a, that's that's amazing. Now you were forty two. You lived your whole life. Now did you find that in the time between you were three and forty two that it manifested in your life in various ways? That's what the book is about. It's telling that the dynamics of childhood sexual abuse are very extreme and that they affect many areas. And my life tells my story and the nightmares I had and the phobias and being taken from doctor to doctor and what's wrong with Victoria. It was a very difficult time. It makes difficulty with relationships, especially with trusting men. So that's what I want people to realize is if they treat it when the person is a child, they can avoid the type of suffering that I had. How does it now? One of this is one of those things that goes in the closet a lot. From and did your yes. did your relatives and did your mother and dad have any inkling that they, that had I gone truly on? believe my mother didn't know, but she knew something was wrong with me because I had so much illness and so many fears, and nothing she said or did could help to calm me. So mother knew something was wrong. Um, my father remains indifferent. My grandfather was the one that abused me as a three-year-old, and my grandmother completely covered over it as if it didn't happen. Which makes the one that is the victim feel, is actually victimized two or three times. Exactly. By the same event. Exactly, and many of us remain victims throughout our lives. Because that's how the paradigm is set up when you're three years old. It is. So breaking out of that is extremely important. And my book shares a lot of ways to do that. I'll be teaching some of those at the Stonehouse Bookstore almost weekly. Teaching some of the techniques of this book because therapists have told me it's really helped people in their healing. What are some of the uh, techniques that you use? Well, I use sound therapy, and this it tells about that, of uh, my trip to Denver and getting the Tomatis method of sound therapy, which was marvelous. And I also used art therapy and uh, neurolinguistics, um, NLP. There were just many things. And then things that I just did in my own mind and head to help me survive, and not just to survive, but to thrive. I had to learn how to truly return to the happiness of that little girl before she was traumatized. Mm -hmm. So really my book is about recovering from trauma. What would you say to some, because I know that there are people listening who don't feel that they're, you know, maybe just not quite right or have had issues that they can't understand. How can you, how can they get in touch with that inner child to determine whether or not they have abuse in their own background? Well, that's what reading my book does for some people. It gives them the clues that they need and they recognize their own story. What are some of those clues? um, Some of those clues would be anxiety disorder and also having depression. Not to say that everybody with those conditions has been sexually abused. I have to make that very clear. But for some, they have called me and they have said to me, when I read that story, I realized it was my own. And they have cried and they have told and they're getting therapy and they even look different. Because? people that I've seen, they're, they're just, it's like... Once you know what you know and stand up for that and protect that part and let it be spoken, then the healing begins and also the joy. It's like everything was put on hold. For almost 40 years. Yes. And I became authentic. I became myself. I knew what I knew. I got validated. Was it more like... um in your in your life, kind of like a aha, like aha. Oh. That was what was. <laughs> it took the a deal. while for me to believe it, even after the major flashback. I couldn't believe it because ch- sexual child abuse 
is hard to believe. It's hard to comprehend for all of us. So it took me quite a bit of therapy to realize, but I also had symptoms, physical symptoms, and so I knew something had definitely happened. And when you confronted it, and you had help to confront that, didn't you? Yes. Um, what was that process like? That was beautiful. I called shaking, and, and uh, I was so terrified. I was in such hell that I called, reached out, called my family physician, and he sent me, he recognized what I was going through, and sent me to a real calm voice um, over the phone, and she assured me that this was a good thing, and that from this, I would be able to be a happier person. And that definitely helped, and she told me I wasn't alone. No, because the, the statistics are truly startling. Oh. When you start to look at, and, and I think you know them probably better than I do. 60 million estimated were in the paper the other day. 60 million people who have this in their background. And that's just the beginning of the audience because you've also got their friends, their family, their clergy and therapists. And recently in Maryland at a class I taught in a library, one lady bought four copies of the book. She got one for herself, her sister, her therapist, and her clergy. Good idea. This is the book I wish I would have had to give to my parents. And so the book is written almost like a how to uh, survive it and thrive through it. Exactly. And it's and people say it's just like I'm sitting across the table over a cup of coffee talking with them. It's a very personally written book, and, it, and therefore you d will feel my pain. I want people to do that and then see the healing process, and then people will have more compassion for people like me and what we've been through. Absolutely. The name of the book is Dear Sister Once Abused, A Story of Hope and Freedom. And Victoria Lynn is the author, and I assume that obviously Amazon.com and I know the Stonehouse has your book. And is it in general release? Can you buy it virtually anywhere? Everywhere. It can be in any store, large or small. Now it's in the national bookstores. It's carried here at Elliott Bay Bookstore. We've got it at the Barnes & Nobles. It'll be at Borders. It's... Uh, in the smaller stores as well. How, how long has the book been out now? Um, about three months. Oh, very good. So, and, and uh, are sales going well? They are starting to, but I'm competing with Hillary and Harry. <laughs> <laughs> and so. I tell you, it's tough to compete with Harry. <laughs> yeah. The bookstores are just so weighed down with the pressures of what, you know, the books that are selling real well right now. And summertime is a bit of a lag, but I've been able to do this personally through my own webpage as well. Mm -hmm. which is www.irradiance.com. Can you, can you spell that in yes. case somebody's having trouble A with their pencil? I will do that. A-R-A-D-I-A-N-C-E dot com. Very good. And we are talking again... This is the book. The title is "Dear Sister Once Abused: A Story of Hope and Freedom" by Victoria Lynn, and this is about childhood abuse and how to recover from it. Now, now in in the book, do you talk about the child and how that child is impacted if if nothing happens for them their, until they're in their later thirties, um, forties, or fifties? What changes can be made at that point? Is can the, someone start anew? Oh. Positively, I've seen some people at age 60 and 70 recover from their trauma. And it's something that, that uh, when they turn around and confront it, because a lot of little, little children will hide that from themselves, won't Usually they? Usually at the threat of death, and that was in my case as well. No kidding. Yeah, and when there's a threat of death, it complicates everything. 
they're either told that they will die or their family will die. Um, my grandmother walked in on my grandfather in the act and said, your mother, she said, my mother's name, Wilma, will kill you if she finds out. And I thought she was talking to me. So on top of that, I thought my mother would kill me, and that was my worst nightmare. What was, because it's astounding to me, that your grandmother would be able to walk into that scene and not grab a baseball bat to your grandfather. Exactly. What was going through her mind, do you suppose? Well, I just believe in those days particularly there was so much denial and people really believed that the best thing to do would be to cover it over and never speak of it. And that was probably her history as well. Because possibly she'd been abused too. Uh Extremely by my grandfather, I know. So it's it's a recurring symptom, it's a recurring problem, and you need to break the pattern. And that's our challenge, and I really believe that we're placed on the earth at this time to do that, that we have a mission. It's not just my mission, it's the mission of all of us that have this, to break this. Absolutely, because they say that you, that I don't know who they are, but but these things go generationally and right. can go generation to generation, and somebody needs to break the cycle. Yes. To bring it out of the closet. The silence. The silence. The silence. Shine a, shine a light on it and hold it up. When we come back, we're going to talk more with Victoria Lynn, and we're talking about her book, a Dear Sister Once Abused. If you have a question or a comment, you can certainly call at 425-373-5527, or if that's long distance, 888-298-5569. If you have a question about your own thoughts about perhaps something that happened in your background but aren't aren't really sure, give us a call. We'll talk about it. We'll be back right after these messages. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald. You're listening to KKNW 1150 AM. We're talking with Victoria Lynn, and she's written the book, Dear Sister, Once Abused. How'd you come up with the title? I'm curious. The title was given to me. It just came as clearly from heaven as could be. And I immediately said, there's no way I'm not going to write that. (laughs) 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 Then I realized that it's a very comforting title. It's acknowledging that this happens that it happened once. It didn't happen one time in my life, by the way. It wasn't a one-time occasion, but for many it is one time, and it's still very crucial to their growth. And then it came to me that this should be shared with other people and that my sisters are everywhere. And it's and just, just to be clear, it's not just women that have gone through. And it's not just women. In fact, I love it when men read this book. I've had men call me and, and clergy call me crying, saying they had no idea until they read the book they didn't understand the people that had come to them. And how deeply it had affected their entire life. Exactly. And every part of it. Now, in the book, you also talk about parenting tips. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about that a little bit? Sure. I'll be teaching at Linwood at the Barnes & Noble. This is a class that's going to be on Thursday at 7 p.m. on parenting tips. And basically what I've done is I've shared some of the things that I did in raising my children to make life more fun because a lot of us with abuse backgrounds are so serious. (laughs) And one thing we've missed is truly having enough fun. So there's some joyful things to do, um, some fun dinners to do, and some tips on just to be silly with your children. Well, sure. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. That, and that's, you know, you, you got to relax and enjoy life. But you say one of the one of the uh, uh, problems is that people are very, very serious. When And why is that? What, what? We get so self-absorbed. I, I would say I've gotten so absorbed, and I've seen my clients in the hospital as a nurse be so absorbed with their own 
fears and anxieties and concerns and and that it becomes difficult to reach out and be there for others like we could be when we are free. It's kind of like you're a captive. Now, is that in the pro- now at this point would you are you aware that you've been abused as a child or is that just kind of the byproduct of that abuse that that that's kind of how you that man one of the ways it manifests well now i can recognize when i slip back into victim and there's a real fun chapter at the end of the book called victim survivor thriver and i can tell when i get into the victim all of a sudden no one wants to be around me (laughs) (laughs) kind of like the room just kind of clears out yeah and uh, yeah i get real miserable and so i've learned how to step out of that and that's another thing i'll teach at the stone house is how to get out of that place and come back into a better brighter spot which by the way whether you've been abused or not a lot of people can use some help with getting into that brighter better spot that's it kevin and after i was a nurse in new york at 9-11 i it became obvious to me that there are a lot of people traumatized severely from that event and that there would be in the future and that people who had their background cleared up and healed did better mm-hmm. with the other trauma they were given. And and it's just a given that we need to recover as much as we can. Well, emotionally, we all have our issues with whether it be 9-11 or other events that happen in our life. And if we bury them and don't talk about them, then they continue to fester. That's right. So it's really about triumph over trauma. Those are the talks that I often give. Well, even even <clears throat> things that are not perceived by society as being a trauma, but, but are by yourself. If you're a heavyset kid or and you exactly. get laughed at at school mm-hmm. or you're adopted and mm-hmm. and while you're adopted adoptive parents love you very much there's still that stigma of why didn't my mom give me up exactly and that can ruin literally ruin somebody's entire life right there are everything everyone has things they need to overcome and this is probably one of the most uh, painful things that's totally out of a youngster's control that they then take responsibility for it is the most severe form of abuse, no doubt, and especially if it was a relative. Absolutely. That they were to trust, and especially when they are young. Age three for me was a, a very poor age, <laughs> and I had several other things happen during that year, a car accident and, and tonsils out and things like this. So it was a rough one. But we're survivors, and it's amazing the, the strength of the inner spirit that helps us to survive. Oh, absolutely. And it's that strength of that inner spirit that is what we need to access to continue our growth here. Yes. And even though the experiences are not always what we would like them to be, they are what we are and we need to move through them and appreciate them as best you can and appreciate who you are. And that's where the spiritual part comes in on the book as well. It's actually a spiritual book because I I can't take credit for writing it or painting the picture on the front. It just literally came through me as if I was a conduit. And the spiritual strength I was given along the way all throughout my life has been amazing. I could write a whole book on that. Well, I think I, I, I sense another book is going to be written. No, please. <laughs> no. <laughs> no? Actually, a fun book. My next one's going to be Hilda, How to Clean Your House. And it's silly and fun watercolor paintings. and Oh, it's wonderful. Be, it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, but one of the things that, that we like to talk about here is that there's a reason why that you are have been called to do this mission. And it's, your, oh. it's part of your life, life work. It's become that. And I, I did rebel for years, but I realized that I'll be spending the rest of my life working in this area. Absolutely. 
We're talking with Victoria Lynn, and she's written the book, Dear Sister, Once Abused, A Story of Hope and Freedom. I would, and I would suggest to you that if you are listening and you think that that may have been an issue for you, or whether you know that that was an issue for you, pick up the book. Or if you know someone who has gone through this. It would make a wonderful gift. This would be a very good idea to give to people that know that they have had it, but also for those who know people who know. And because that's one of those things that you don't even have to, if you know, you don't have to go do the the long conversation about it. You can just give them the book and say, here, you might want to read this. I truly believe, Kevin, it will find itself into the hearts and the hands of those people who are seeking. Absolutely. And it will dispel ignorance and it will help people understand. So this this is like a flashlight, this little book. You can open the closet and shine it right in there and, and you can hopefully we can make uh, some um, changes. That's right. You're going to be talking at several places here in the next week or two. What do you, I am. Where, where will you be? I'm going to be, like I already said, I'll be at the Stone House on Wednesday. I think I said that at 7 p.m. Um, that's going to be a signing and then classes after that almost weekly. Thursday at 7 o'clock at the Linwood Barnes & Noble for the parenting tips. And Elliot Bay was going to be a reading on the 19th, and that's Saturday at 3 p.m. And wonderful, wonderful. And I just really appreciate people opening their doors and libraries and radio stations. And Well, it's an important, <clears throat> it's an important thing because, you know, that abuse of any kind is bad. And, and, but, but sexual abuse of a three-year-old child is, is horrific. And it's, it's something that, that we all need to, to share because there are 60 million people in our country that have been abused. And at least. At least. And I personally, from the, the work that we've done here and talking to people and hypnotherapists and other folk, mm-hmm. forms of, of, of counseling for people, I think that number, that number is low. I would tend to agree. I've talked to people for 16 years now as a nurse and wherever I travel and um, I've heard hundreds of cases and so many that people have only told me they've never told another soul. And what's sad to me is if they're proud of that, if they think that's a noble thing that they never told. And they, in many cases, they remember and have never told. And so they can't get out of the box that they've put themselves in. Exactly. Or that somebody else, excuse me, that somebody else put them in right. that they can't break out of. Right. There is a darkness associated with being abused. And they do need to find their way out of that and back into the light. Isn't one of them that they somehow think that it's all their fault? Absolutely. There's so much shame involved. One of the hardest things is to be worthy, to feel worthy of love and light and laughter and the good life. And if uh, that happened to me, it must have been something I did so I don't deserve to have love and laughter. And, and, And is that the victim in us? That's absolutely the victim. And in just, we've got just a couple of minutes left. How would you suggest folks after starting to read your book, which they need to go out and buy, but how do they get out of the victim mentality? How can you, how can you change that? Well, what they're going to do is they're going to change how they believe, changing the belief system. For instance, I used to believe that I had a life that was doomed <laughs> to having <laughs> these things, bad things happen to me, more bad things happen to me. Oh, my. my change in belief is I don't believe that anymore. I truly believe that I am deserving person. And that I'm capable of loving and laughing, and like I said. So it's changing that mindset. It means for some people that they will be able to go and get help through different avenues, but they'll be given those. The doors will open as soon as they're ready. 
You know, it's interesting because there are people out there that are saying, sure, that's easy for you to say, but, oh. because they're, but, but you've been there. It's tough, folks. And you know. There's no easy thing about it. There's grieving involved. There's many excellent therapies and therapists out there ready to work with us. And they could, they will help you make it work. And and so, do you recommend any particular type of therapy? Any particular therapist, uh, uh, or just go see somebody that can help? It's different for everyone, and there are about probably fifty recommended in my book. Oh, wonderful! Lots of different ideas and things you can do on your own as well. A lot of self help. So this is very much a handbook on how to to uh, um, get out of the of where you are if you've been abused as a child. And thrive and find joy. We were meant to have joy. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. One of the reasons we're here is to have joy. And, and there, somebody, there's some fun stories about joyful experiences with my go-kart and rappelling down a mountain. And, oh, you've done a lot of stuff, haven't yeah. you? <laughs> and and your your son Dustin is here. It's a son, right? Yes. And and he's very well adjusted and he's smiling. And he's <laughs> heavy. I don't know if he's had any Krispy Kreme donuts yet. Oh, he did. <laughs> I have six sons and they're very loving, beautiful men. You have six boys? They're a testimony to the fact that there are good men out there. Yeah, well, at least six of us, seven of us, seven of us. So, and my husband. Okay, that makes eight. And Eric, I guess we'll have to say that's nine. So, <laughs> there is, but you know, there is, and we talk about it a lot here. Men are spiritually challenged in a lot of ways, and and some of us aren't as bright as we'd like to be. But I want them to email me when they read this book. Absolutely, uh, email me. It's in the book. How to do that? And I love the responses of anyone. In fact. Oh, that's great. Welcome Your email them. again is? My email address is Victoria Lynn with two N's at irradiance.com, A-R-A-D-I-A-N-C-E.com. And they can also read in an article that the Enterprise did last week in an, um, the Mill Creek paper. There's a full-page article. Get that off, on the book off the web page. Dear sister, once abused, you can pick it up at any major bookstore. You can pick it up at Amazon. Victoria Lynn is the author. She's right here. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. We've enjoyed it greatly. It's been really nice being here. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other is all we've got. See you next time. A mind dependence report.